Adam Angst on the Apple Watch Ultra, the new AirPods, and more. This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices After Dark. Uncensored, off-topic, and always off the wall. Mac Voices After Dark is available as a benefit to our Patreon subscribers. Sign up at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is part two in a three-part Mac Voices session we did with the Long Island Macintosh user group and Adam Angst. In this edition, Adam, Adam talks about the Apple Watch Ultra, the new AirPods, and a whole lot more. Let's go back and let Adam and the group do the talking. It's all too easy to either make a stupid mistake or not even make a mistake. Just bad luck. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, bad, you know, bad luck things happen. People get hit by coconuts on the head. You know, <laughs> it's, yeah. you know stuff like that happens. So, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be your fault. So it, it just anything that'll ha- anything that can do that. And, and the fact that Apple just built it in is, is, is nice, you know, and the more they do that, I think the better, I, I think that's uh, you know, you want to talk about like, you know, helping humanity in a small way. That's one of those ones. And, you know, you never get to use it all the better for you. As someone in the insurance business, I never want to use my homeowner's policy, but yeah. it's there, you know, to protect precisely you. precisely um so let's let's use all this as a transition over to the uh the apple watch ultra mm-hmm. um <laughs> I, yeah, again oh, this I seems want to one. be <laughs> not, well, I yeah, well, not to buy one but i want one <laughs> yeah but but so is, is this an aspirational product is there a, is there a practical product does it address the needs is it you know how far out to that extreme sports fringe does it go so, yeah. Okay. So the problem is that there really is, I mean, it's actually priced really well. $7.99 for an Apple Watch. I mean, keep in mind you're paying, what is it, uh, $4.99 for the uh, $399, $499 for the, uh, the Series 8. And so, you know, it's more, there's no question, but it's not, you know, it's not silly more. I mean, people were, the rumors were like, it's going to be $1,000. And so it's, it's expensive and it's big. Um, and it's got a lot of really cool features. I mean, it's sort of the Swiss army, it's like the Swiss army watch. Um, the, the only problem with it is, and Garmin had a little kind of snarky tweet about that, uh, which uh, someone pointed to is, uh, like the, the thousand dollar Garmin, um, extreme sports watch uh which nominally is what the apple watch ultra is competing with um well they measure the the battery life for that in months not days so you know i mean when they when they've got you know i think i think the i think it's 34 days of battery life for the enduro 2 and oh gosh i forget the number something like 100 hours of gps use so it's just vastly better battery life. And, you know, when Apple was talking about how, oh, we've got 36 batter- hours of battery life, and we're going to have this extended mode that's 60 hours of battery life. And I'm thinking, that's still kind of a short trip. Like, if you're, if you're actually an adventure outside person, that's kind of a short trip. And you're going to need to bring something to charge. Plus, actually, those Garmin uh, sports watches, uh, extreme sports watches, they have solar panels built into them. 
and they will recharge themselves from the solar panels. So obviously they can't really recharge themselves completely, but, um, but they can get extended battery life from that. And that's pretty cool too. So, so, you know, like when you're talking the, you know, you, when you saw the people in Apple's, uh, Apple's video, you know, the, the mountain climber in the snow and, you know, and a beard and everything. And I'm thinking, you just left. I mean, like you don't have battery life to have been out there very long. Um, so it's not quite, you know, you, you got to the top of that mountain awfully quickly because if you were actually hiking there for a week, um, you wouldn't be using your watch. And so, so that's, I think the only kind of Achilles heel for the really serious people. Um, that said, how many of us have SUVs that ever go off road? Right. I mean, realistically, you know, as I put it in, in the article, um, it's for, you know, extreme athletes, adventurers, and wannabes. And that's fine. We can all be wannabes. It's not a problem. <laughs> there's no, there's no shame in it. It's, it's fine. And so, you know, like even for me as a runner, uh, you know, I don't do marathons or ultras or anything like that. So I actually don't need, you know, significant battery life. Um, I actually would really like, and this is why I say I want one, I would really like to have the action button on the other side. And I'd really like to have the brighter screen because the two things that in my mind make the Apple watch really inferior to a dedicated Garmin, um, or other running watch is the screen is hard to read in sunlight, uh, much harder than just a standard LCD. And the, um, uh, it's very hard to control the screen when you're, when you're actually moving. Um, so like when I'm running, I, I'm pushing buttons on the Garmin without even looking at it, you know, that I'm taking laps as I'm running on a track or I'm starting and stopping, you know, right as I start a race and stop a race and things like that. So if you actually are serious about these things, fiddling with the screen is just not okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's really not. So that, that action button, which obviously we don't quite know how apps are going to use it, but every app can have their own function for it. That's going to be cool. So you know, we'll see. I'll be curious, for instance, if um, an app could use um, a single press versus a double press. You know, can you get two functions out of it that way? Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see. And I did hear also that you can attach shortcuts to it um, or a shortcut to it anyway. So you'll be able to, have, you know, custom program your own your own thing from the action button. So that's kind of cool. Okay. So you may have already <laughs> you may have already answered this. All right. But I, I, I feel like I have to bring up and, and Richard in the chat. Um, said whatever extreme market there is, <laughs> Apple will capture a good percentage of it. And that that kind of encapsulates my point. Is it fair to to compare an Apple Watch with all that an Apple Watch can do? Because it, unless, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is an Apple Watch. I mean, it's an Apple Watch on steroids in some cases. Yeah, but it, it it's has a super all, Yeah, but it has the all the features of Apple Watch that have made it so popular and make you and I and everybody on this call want to wear one. So is it fair to compare that to, you know, one of these dedicated devices that has a, a, a very dedicated, but very small group of of users? Well, I mean, it's a question though, because I mean, you know, the, the stat that came out is actually the most, you know, the company that has the 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 largest percentage of the market share for for uh, watches smart watches over five hundred dollars is Garmin. It's not Apple. So, okay. fact is, it's not necessarily a small market. And you know, I'm sitting here, um, you know, with my 
my Garmin Forerunner 645 that I put on my wrist along on my other wrist, um, along with my Apple Watch whenever I go running. It's a better experience. And 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 this, I was actually I'm writing an article about it now, so I just looked it up. This with the, the screen thing is actually a running dynamics pod that you clip it to the back of your shorts and so you get running dynamics out of it um, that are more accurate than when they're on your wrist. And um, so that the combination of those things two years ago cost me less than three hundred dollars. So that's why I say like it's a little bit of a tough, you know. And this is why, like I said, I want one, an Apple Watch Ultra, but I I, I think I'm not going to buy one because why would I replace a three hundred dollars watch that works perfectly and does everything I need with an eight hundred dollar watch that I want to, that I think is cool? But I don't think we'll do anything really any different for me, especially because I already have a Series Five that, that's also fine. So, I mean, you, you see the point. It just starts to get yeah. you start to get into these kind of interesting questions of like, if I was buying something from scratch, I didn't have an Apple Watch, I didn't have a Garmin. Yeah, okay, that that the Apple Watch Ultra suddenly starts to make sense. But if you have to, if you're if you're if you're already um, using something and upgrading, that's when it starts to feel like, oh wow, is that really worth that much more? Is it going to give me that much more? And and I that's what I had trouble with. Uh, was it was it worth eight hundred dollars to, you know, in my case, really basically get to test it? <laughs> so um, yeah, if Apple sent me one, I'd wear it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but uh, uh, but it really wasn't a situation where I didn't think it would actually change my behavior in any way. Okay, forgive me. I, I'm, I'm not trying to win the argument. I'm just pointing out. <laughs> oh, come on, Chuck, let's go. Well, okay, all right. So so does your Garmin do um, AFib tracking? And can your Garmin make a phone call? Um, because this this new, they made a point of saying, where's where my notes? What, um, two microphones, three microphones, and or second speaker? Right, two speakers, yeah. Yeah, so, so you um, know, that, that's, where I, that's, that's where I'm struggling. I, and well, I'm, I'm not saying that the Garmin doesn't have a place. You know, and, oh, no. and it, but uh, you know, trying to compare. If I'm but, sorry, but, but I will say, like again, a, the Garmin, the Garmin is for running. I mean, I actually have the Series Five, which does have AFib tracking and could make a phone call if I was willing to pay for it, which I'm not. Um, and so the uh, so you know, again, it does come down to if you're starting from scratch, you can say you can look at the Ultra and go, wow, that gets me enough of what I need, would want from the Garmin and of what I would want from the Apple Watch in a single package, therefore it's worth it. I mean, I probably did spend pretty close to $300 to $800 on the two watches, right? But once you have one of the watches, then it becomes a harder decision. Because okay. if, if, I mean, so I'm just saying, yeah, it's, it's a trickier thing, I, I would argue, than um, uh, for, for most people, just because it's expensive enough for something that's less I don't want to quite say quite let's say this, but like the iPhone is important. Like you really need an iPhone at this point in the world, and you don't need an Apple Watch. So, uh, okay. I'll, I'll go. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go with that. But but I think that the the Apple Watch. I mean, they continue to add value from a health perspective, no and now from a safety perspective. That it and, is becoming something that I, I know I've recommended it to plenty of folks who have older parents, um, you know, yeah. because oh, no, of if the I had, fault. If I had heart issues, <laughs> so 
being the which I apparently do have heart issues. I, I actually did have a a a quote unquote um, event um, while while um, sort of mountain climbing um, a couple oh. uh, couple about a month ago. Um, I passed out on the side of Whistler um, at seven thousand feet, and turns out my heart problem is that my heart goes too low. Um, and uh, the watch did not actually tell me anything about this, um, but uh, but I I had I got to have enjoy a, a great deal of, as it turns out, completely unnecessary medical care, um, where it turns out I did not have a heart attack and I did not have any other problems, but I don't know why my heart went down to 35. Um, so we'll, we'll, I'll know more in another month when I get to actually talk to a cardiologist. But the, uh, um, so, you know, absolutely. You know, if you have any kind of situation where you're thinking about cardiac stuff, um, I would strongly recommend an Apple Watch. I don't know if I'd recommend the Ultra, um, I actually, I think the, um, uh, for most people, the SE is, is, is all you need. Um, if you, if AFib, cause AFib is a whole nother thing, right? I mean, you can just do the heart rate stuff with the, with the SE. AFib, you know, if a series eight, yeah, it's a great machine. Um, no question. And what I'm really intrigued by, um, not, not personally for the first ones, but, um, is the temperature sensor, right? In the, in the, in the series eight, um, because Apple is completely focused on cycle tracking, which is great. I have no quibbles with that whatsoever, except for the fact that I have also no personal use for it at all. Um, what I'm really interested in seeing is, and people have suggested that um, uh, this is probably an FDA scenario, is, well, if you can actually tell temperature and you can tell heart rate, you can probably, and blood oxygen, um, you can probably start diagnosing or at least warning people about uh, a variety of illnesses. You know, I mean, wouldn't it be great if it told you you had COVID or, or, or even like, hey, you might be getting sick. Start thinking about that. Um, and so, because a lot of times you don't really quite feel sick until like all of a sudden, like, oh, wow, I feel terrible. You know, like it wouldn't have been nice to know before you started the day that this was going to be, you know, this is going to be a trouble. So I think that's where the temperature sensor is potentially going to go. I don't know how long it'll take Apple to to do that. They've already got, and there's been really lots of research on it during the COVID times. Of can you predict, you know, whether someone's got COVID by looking at temperature? And so I believe they actually the answer is yes, they can. But um, but getting that packaged up in a way that the FDA will approve is a really tricky scenario. Or is there a way around that? As sort of what Apple's been doing. You know that okay, these are not. Yeah. FDA approved things, you know, consult your physician, consult your pharmacist, consult, you know, somebody. Well, but here, here, here's, yeah. a, here's a hint that maybe something is a little out of bounds. Yeah. And, it, and it, I mean, again, the cycle tracking stuff makes a ton of sense. I, I, I remember, you know, 23, 12, 24 years ago, uh, um, Tanya, you know, taking her temperature every morning for a little while um, and, uh, you know, and that sort of thing, because that's what you did. And so it makes, you know, and that's not an FDA kind of situation. Um, but simultaneously, gosh, every new version of watchOS um, for the longest time was, oh, and we now have, you know, AFib approval in Turkey or in, you know, Greece or something like that. Because clearly Apple had to get permission from whoever the FDA equivalent is everywhere in the world. And, you know, that, you know, Look, Apple's huge. They don't get any sympathy, but that's got to be a lot of work and a lot of fuss. Um, so um, I think it's definitely one of those things which which Apple is at least going to take take very carefully. Um, it will be interesting to see if they allow access to the sensor for other apps. 
And that, because it may be one of those things that Apple can't do, but other apps can do, you know, for entertainment purposes only. Right. Um, I want to open it up to questions here, but before we do, I just want to ask any any final thoughts or any thoughts on the last of the big announcements, and that was the uh, the AirPods Pro. I know you said they were boring before. Oh, totally boring! But I'll take another pair anytime these boogies get out. So, um, yeah, the uh, no, I, I mean, I, I, again, the the magic of what Apple's doing is really all in the fact that every one of these devices is a computer. So. The AirPods Pro, a new H2 chip. I mean, they had the H1 chip before. Um, and the H2 chip, basically, you know, with, again, a, just a little bit of physical changes in terms of what's in there, in terms of, like, the new drivers and a custom amplifier and things like that, they claim has better better audio performance. And I'm not going to argue, you know, usually Apple... Apple's pretty careful about that sort of thing. They're not gonna. They're not gonna say something which is completely. Uh, people are gonna immediately accuse them of lying once it comes out. Um, and uh, you know, and again, what they're doing with that computational power is amping up the active noise cancellation. They claim. I, I don't even understand how to parse this, but two x cancellation. I don't understand what that means. Do they cancel twice as much of the noise or? Yeah, I don't know. But the point is, is the noise cancellation is better. And then transparency mode was kind of a neat idea because so these these AirPods, they have tips in them um, so that they're sealing your ear canal. You really sound doesn't get in very well. And so the transparency mode um, uses the microphone on the outside to be able to uh, bring in sounds from the outside through that passive seal. So you can hear your music or your podcast or whatever, and you can hear the stuff from the outside. Um, that's very cool. Um, with the new H2 chip and the new AirPods Pro, uh, um, what they do is they do the transparency mode, but they also like, hey, there's a guy jackhammering over here um, in the video. Um, and it was a guy. I thought it should have been a woman just to just to be equal, equal opportunity noise pollution. <laughs> um, they, they were very good. Otherwise, Apple was. But I thought the jackhammer person should have been a woman just because. Um, uh, you know, Jack, so, you know, basically loud environmental noises when you're in transparency mode, you don't want those coming through. You know, you don't need to hear, like, if you're in transparency mode in an airplane, you want to hear the person next to you talking, you don't want to hear the airplane. So I was, it's adaptive transparency mode, they called it. And it sort of feels to me like a combination of noise cancellation and transparency mode. I think that's, you know, again, utterly brilliant. Plus, um, hour and a half more battery life. How do you get an hour and a half more battery life out of something which, as far as I know, is exactly the same form factor, you know, unless you're doing a much better job at the computational level of controlling how much power you're using? And so, again, that H2 chip with its custom silicon, custom circuitry to do all this stuff doesn't need to use as many cycles as something which is more general and thus uses less power. So, you know, better, better, uh, you know, better, better audio better transparency, better noise cancellation, more battery life. Um, oh, and the uh, charging case uh, can now be found with precision finding if you have a U1 equipped phone. I, I forget which ones are U1, the Pro, the pro models recently. Um, but so you're trying to find the damn thing in the couch cushions, and you'll be able to get it uh, more carefully that. And the, the, the speaker, the, the case has a speaker. I was thinking, you know, they should really put, the, put a, a decent little speaker in here so you can use it as a Bluetooth speaker if you want to. But uh, um, it's, uh, you know, again, nice little upgrades, price is the same and it just replaces the old ones. So in essence, what it comes down to is at some point, 
if you have AirPods, you'll probably want a new new pair, and you'll get these because they're great. So um, I don't really have any 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 quibbles. I still do honestly like the the original AirPods form factor a little better, um, but mine mine are first generation and got kind of wonky, so I end up using the AirPods Pro all the time. Yeah, uh, you did leave out. Where's mine? Yeah, you did leave out the um, the lanyard. Oh, the lanyard the loop, of course. Yeah. Right. Which Basically, is... again, really silly little easy thing, but if it lets you not lose the damn case, <laughs> um, that's a really good thing. I mean, I think what Apple actually acknowledged is, is that the real problem with these is you leave them around, um, you know, either the case empty or with, the, or with them in, and it's super easy to lose this thing. And so <laughs> the, the lanyard loop, the precision finding, the case having a speaker so that even if you don't have precision finding, you could make it make a sound. Um, just takes a lot of stress out. You know, these things are they're pretty expensive at 250 bucks. You know, you really don't want to lose them. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by our Patreon subscribers and Mac Voices After Dark. Ever wonder what happens before the Mac Voices live shows? Or what happens when the show ends or after the live feed closes? That's where Mac Voices After Dark comes in. If you are a Patreon supporter at any level, you get access to the video of our off-camera conversations. Uncensored, unedited, and always off the wall. It's a small thank you to our Patreon supporters who want to peek behind the curtain. Become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash macvoices. And thanks to everyone who supports the show. Oh, that's an interesting point. Um, Brad's saying you can't use the old case for the new pods. I didn't know that. Huh, okay. Um... And uh, it's not perhaps not too surprising. Uh, maybe there's because the new ones do have also a, a touch control. So you can change the volume by kind of by, by stroking the stem <laughs> very gently. You can you can change the volume. <laughs> Sorry. Glad you said it and I didn't. Um, <laughs> I had to put that I image mean, into your head, Jack. Yeah, so, it, um, I mean, it, it felt like there were a lot of nice little improvements yeah. I, I agree with you and the the one thing that i i have not seen discussed and i'm kind of surprised is the demo with the the, the girl working out, walking out in front of the jackhammer and you know taking it out an airpod and then you obviously hear the jackhammer she sticks it back in and it it all goes back to where you know very very quiet and it's like okay that's a pretty i mean that's a pretty impressive demonstration was that intended as a demonstration or as an explanation of the of it, of, of the, uh, the capability. I'm, yeah. I'm waiting um, to see. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's just, you know, I, again, I'm a, I'm, I'm a country mouse. Um, so I don't, I don't spend time in cities, but I have to say, I see a lot more people wearing ear, earbuds. I mean, I'm near Cornell university. So, you know, a lot of students and man, they have their freaking earbuds in all the time. Um, so, you know, there is a certain level of, you know, if you're going to have the things in, maybe they should be doing you some good. And, you know, transparency, you know, the adaptive transparency is probably a good thing. I mean, one of the issues that we are running into is people, you know, using earbuds too much and then having premature hearing loss. So, you know, and Apple's actually put some effort into um, preventing that. And this, you know, it might help a little bit more by, you know, there are pretty loud environmental sounds out there. Um, you know, I have my, my, my watch set to warn me when it goes over 80 decibels for some amount of time. And uh, actually, almost never, almost never happens. Just very every now and then. Uh, but again, I, I don't live in the city, so. Hmm. 
Um, at this point, so before we run out of time, I want to make sure we opened up uh, to to everyone. So, folks, if you have a question, unmute yourself, please. Um, I, I think and wave, uh, wave, yeah. Or raise, a raise a hand or something. Yeah. There. Um, sir, you know, Lynn. What, what <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, okay. Well, I see. I saw Scott's hand up. So. Oh, Scott was first. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I, I preferred looking at Lynn. She's prettier. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. Anyway, this is for Adam. Okay. Um, I First of all, I have to tell you, when, when the times you came to us live... Um, I always enjoyed talking to you and Tanya. Oh, it was so nice. Well, thank you. I, and, I, I was I was telling people that, you know, like I, I'm doing this meeting via Zoom, but I actually have been to Lima. Are you in the same yeah. meeting? I guess you're not in the same place because you're not physically there. But are you are you having meetings at all in person anymore? Or you know, That's until... Uh, was a, it was a New York NYIT, um, Institute of Technology. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. I remember that. I remember that well. And we went and we always get it. We'd go out for uh, we'd go out for Thai food beforehand. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. It yes. will happen again. It will happen again. <laughs> anyway, um, what I wanted to tell you is I really liked your article that you were videoing this truck uh, car racing around the track. It was, it was an article with video. Huh. And it was a thing where you you was thought you were going to run out of juice, and you went and got something from the car. Oh, oh, oh! So yeah, not sorry, not car racing, uh, track racing. I'm, I'm a runner, so yes, I was doing a. I was, oh, that I was, was that was running. I, was, I thought it was car. Yeah, yeah, I was timing a track meet, um, and so yeah, one. And, oh, and okay. okay. What, what I do pretty much whenever I'm not doing tech stuff, I'm doing running stuff. So I'm oh, the president cool. of a local runners club and I time a lot of, of races and I organize the cross country teams and mm. things like that. That's my, that is, that is my thing otherwise. And yeah, so I did a big article on, on, we have all this insanely old technology that all kind of ends up at a MacBook pro that had gotten kind of old. It was 2016. Well, and I've been using can, it for years you, and battery died. So yeah. And you can buy these, I, I've, I've had them for a long time because I used to use them to charge the car battery. You, yeah, you can carry around and it has regular AC plugs that you can plug yep. into. Yep, yep. And you that's know, I, in I, essence I, what I, I got. I was going to email you and I think I forgot. But anyway, yeah. the other thing is um, two, two very fast things. On the, this 48 megapixels, can you manually dial that down because you don't want to have such a large image? So... So that's again what they talk about with the quad pixel sensor <laughs> is that it will automatically itself unless you stop it it will okay. dial itself down to 12 because most okay. of the time you don't need it and no, again with the computational photography that Apple's doing combining those four pixels is an advantage so 12 megapixels is really enough for most of the kinds of things yeah. you need and so if you can get more data into that image because you've combined four pixels, particularly again with the, with the, with the computational processing, um, you can actually get better functionality. Of it. Um, the real but again, it gives the you a very just, big file, right? Without getting a huge file, right? And the big win is low light, right? Because the problem is, is it's getting enough light into these cameras, um, and you know, there's a reason why lenses are big; they get more light in. Well, and I know so I was a physics all teacher. Those tricks, <laughs> yeah, all those tricks they can do to get more light in. Yeah, and the other thing I wanted to tell you: when you were at seven thousand feet, 
I have a feeling that the altitude is what did it to you because you're aware, I'm sure, that it's colder at 7,000 feet. It was 46 degrees. Yeah. And the other thing, though, is there's less oxygen at 7,000 feet. Yep. And I, so that know, could have done it. That's all. That's all likely. The, the, that's the best ex, uh, situation. Best guess right now is it was sort of almost a form of altitude sickness. Um, the uh, the only problem that we've run into is is usually low oxygen and altitude and cold make your heart beat faster, not slower. Yeah. So because it's trying. So we'll see. I, 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 I live in Arizona now, and I was at the Grand Canyon stupidly in February, <laughs> and I have I have asthma and. I had to go and get inside somewhere because I couldn't breathe. Yeah. 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 All right. Lynn. Go. Yeah. Lynn, Lynn, you're up then Jeffrey. Okay. Okay. Um, I had a question about uh, a future. I, I watch. Um, There, there had been some rumors the last few years about a glucometer, um, glucose meter. Yes. Is that ever going to be a possibility? You know, it's an interesting question. Um, I don't know the science and enough of the science behind what Apple would have to do to get that um, to be to do that. Because obviously, you know, you're not it's not it's not going to sit there with a little pin on the back pricking you all the time. Right. Um, so right. so it's something where they're going to have to be able to read something about the way light intersects. Um, you know, goes through the skin and the blood vessels and whatnot and bounces mm-hmm. back. It's my own understanding of the only way they could do it um, to, right. to learn that. Unless Brad may know more about that. But Actually, then- there is a technology that's been uh, patented and Apple is in uh, conversations with this company that yeah. does that. It, it does a light you know, transmission and okay. it does a, uh, a calculation. Um so they have their own product that does this sort of thing, non-contact. You know, it does not uh, puncture your skin. Uh, but Apple hasn't gotten there legally to, to do that. And, of course, then they, of course, have to then engineer a new watch that incorporates that function as well. So it's something that they're looking to do, obviously. Uh, it might be a good couple of years before we even hear some rumors that that is is showing some fruition but they're working on it if you want it available i don't think there's a product yet that does it it's about to come out uh as a separate product eventually the watch will most likely add that at some point my guess also my guess also is that that's something that even if apple gets the the you know the technology working and whatnot that that is going to need fda approval Absolutely. Um, I hope and so. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, but you want it to have the approval, but that then takes time and effort. And and so because it is such a big deal for people with diabetes to have accurate right. information there. So the FDA is going to be very, very intrigued by that. But there's a lot of people with diabetes, so it will be very important for Apple to be able to offer that. Yeah, and to not have to do the uh-huh. quick tests all the time would be great. So, oh, yeah. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Yep. Okay. All right, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Thank you, Bradley. <laughs> no problem. I, I've uh, just come back from a trip where I flew to Calgary and came back from Vancouver. And uh, these little things, the AirPods, were this is in a 12 South case. Ah, yes. Extremely useful. Uh, they made the flight a lot less unpleasant because now <laughs> a lot of the airlines 
have a Wi-Fi bank of movies that you're able to connect your iPad or your iPhone into. Mm. And wearing the earbuds, I was sitting toward the back of the plane where it was very noisy. And put those in and the noise just disappeared. Yes. Uh, and the the movie, I watched a couple of movies. Very pleasant. The, the time went by. What an advancement. So, uh, so I've got a tip for you. Okay. Because yeah. um, we, we actually were in, as I, we were in Vancouver in, in August. Um, and, uh, and so we're, we're strange. Um, you know, Tanya and I basically always watch TV together. Um, we everything pretty much everything we watch we watch together unless one of us is sick and then we have we both have certain a few certain shows that we watch when we're sick of, alone. Um, but so on the plane, <laughs> Chuck, Chuck's utterly utterly flabbergasted by this. Yeah, it's, it's family time, Chuck. Come on, get with the program. Okay. <laughs> okay. I withdraw my question. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Some kind of <laughs> so. So in any event, so, um, and, you know, we have, so we have, we, we loaded a bunch of stuff that we watch on Tanya's iPad, uh, iPad Air. And, um, and here's the tip, which is that you can connect multiple pairs of AirPods to the same iPad. And then you can both have these in and get the audio, each get the audio. And with separate volume controls, because it turns out Tanya's hearing is better than mine. So she likes the volume quieter than I do. Oh. And so, so this was actually really cool because we were able, I mean, it was a little fussy. It was a little fussy because I had to actually unpair my AirPods Pro from my iPhone and repair them to her iPad to get them on the same device. Um, but it worked really well then because, you know, I could have these in and at the volume my ears wanted and she could use her AirPods at the volume she wanted while we're getting exactly the same audio from the single device. So, and it's just, it's just like, you know, when you tap the, uh, like in control center, you tap the speaker thing or you tap audio, whatever, you can just pick multiple devices, just like you would with multiple HomePods say, or, or whatever. And it, and it works brilliantly. So it's a, it's kind of a nice little feature for those of us who watch TV together, Chuck. <laughs> Thank no, you. Thank wait, you. wait, wait, wait. Just I want to be real clear here before <laughs> he, he tars and feathers me with something. I was not questioning that part. I think that's very nice. And you know that, <laughs> oh, okay. okay. That, but this but the, 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 the one that threw me was, you know, that you each have certain TV shows you like to watch when you're sick. So and that's the only time you watch them? I uh, Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I'm I'm not I'm not going I'm I, I, w- I want to know what, and I'm not going to ask. So, somebody else ask a question and get me out of this, please. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be clear. Mine, mine are usually superhero shows. Tanya doesn't like superhero shows. Yeah, guys. So if I'm, if I'm sick, I get to watch, you know, Supergirl or Green Arrow or something like that. But you know, okay. That's one of the blessings of the new AirPlay Two multiple destinations. Yeah, <laughs> precisely. Airplay to multiple destinations. Thank you, Bradley. Let's change the topic. All right, who's yeah, next? Who's please, next? quick, Richard, I quick. Think Richard's next. Uh, you unmuted, so we're calling on you, Richard. You got to come up with a question now. Me? <laughs> yeah, you're on the spot. All right, I'll give you one. Your uh, your fascination with the the, the Star Trekky kind of Star Wars photonic. The photonic that engine, word. Yeah. Uh, actually, anybody old enough to have used an Icon F with a photonic head 
would kind of know that word. And ha- yeah, Rick, Rick. Uh, but that's having to do with a light meter that they added to an old Nikon F. You could, you know, the the, the head changed and, and you added the meter to the body. And that's how that works. So that's where that word kind of comes from, I think. I think somebody from Apple is old enough to know it. <laughs> It's hard to it's hard to actually believe that someone from Apple is old enough to know that. No, that's <laughs> I, true. Would almost, that's I would true. almost believe they came up with it more from like the Star Trek angle. And, yeah, and, yeah. And someone like them's like, hey, someone like you is saying, hey, did you know? And they're like, really? yeah, yeah. I'm 16, so how would I have guessed? You know? Yeah, well, I'm old enough to have used a Nikon F with a photonic head. Okay, so you know, right. That's what oh, happened. It's it, it's a leak that they're promising optical transducers in the next machines. Yes. <laughs> and Richard, and, and you're never at some supposed- point, at some point, we really are into you know the uh, whatever whatever that I can't remember the name of the uh, of the, the the overdrive in the DeLorean. What was it they lost? Oh, the uh, Mister Fusion. In the no, it was in, the, in Back oh. to the Future. The uh, flux capacitor. The flux, flux capacitor. capacitor. Oh yeah. yeah. We're, we're pretty soon we're gonna. There's gonna be a flux capacitor in one of these devices, and we're like, "Oh wait, finally!" Yeah, there, there was actually a reference to that in one of the Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah. It was pretty cool. They, they stuck it in. <laughs> yeah. Richard, uh, you were never. Yeah, before okay. you do, Jeff. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey, Richard, you're never supposed to say that you remember. You're supposed to say your oh. grandfather told you about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, that's true. I'm trying to help you out here. Yeah, yeah, okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Adam Angst is back in the next edition of Mac Voices to wrap up our conversation with the Long Island Macintosh user group. We finish up our conversation about the announcements from Apple's Far Out event, and we also take questions from the Long Island Mac audience. That's all next time on Mac Voices. I hope we'll see you then. Until then, and as always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.